faithwire.com. A massive manhunt is underway after a, quote, vile, satanic attack on a church on Sunday in Nigeria. We'll have that top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. My name is Dan Andros. Today is Tuesday, June 7th. Joining me as always, Trey Gons Phillips, Billy Hallowell, also from CBN News's Faithwire.com with a look at what's going on on the podcast today. What's going on, fellas? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, we're almost there to the weekend, living our best lives. Yep. Yeah. Indeed, Good. indeed. And um, Trey, before I before we hop into what we have coming up, I, I got to mention again, I mentioned it yesterday, but we are in the imminent rebrand. It's, it's, it's coming. It's coming very soon. And we talked about it yesterday, how we are uh, excited to expand and rebrand the podcast to Quick Start. And I think it's going to change over. Like, you'll see it. And I want to just warn everybody. So when you see Quick Start in your feed, to you wonder what is that? I didn't sign up for that. No, you did. It's this podcast. It's going to switch, and uh, we'll be posting them at seven a.m. So you'll have them first thing. And we're going to have we're adding some reporting from Madison Seals and John Stolness from CBN as well. And we'll we'll be doing a deep dive every day. So in addition to going through the headlines from a Christian perspective, um, we will be uh, adding those deep dives on a particular topic. And so excited for that. That's happening uh, Monday officially, but you'll see that name switch happen, I think, later this week. So looking forward to that. So just wanted to get that out there. I'm going to keep saying it, keep it on everybody's radar. So anyhow. Well, I'm excited to add some more voices, having Madison and John on the podcast. It's always always fun. The more, the merrier. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just a a big morning party we'll have together. Yeah. And the deep dives, I mean, it's going to be great. I mean... It'll give us a little more time to dive in and understand a topic a little bit better and get into some of mm-hmm. the details rather than just scratching the surface. Um, and and of course, uh, Quick Start, by the way, you know, is kind of corresponding with the newsletter of the same name that CBN has, CBN's Quick Start, Quick Start newsletter, which you should which you should all subscribe to because that's a great uh, quick way to just grab an email and and get the headlines of the day and and get a good start there. So so yeah. with the plugs out of the way. What do we have coming up on the pod? Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about a Texas lawmaker who's proposed a bill or is proposing a bill to protect children from what he called disturbing drag queen shows. Mm. So we'll get into that and the response he's receiving from Democrats. Wow, it's hard to top that one. Well, I'm going to be talking (laughs) about um, a pastor who was actually one of the first people shot at during the Uvalde shooting Mm. On May 24th, he delivered his first sermon since that happened. A really, really powerful message that we'll dive into. Mm, indeed. And uh, we're going to start here, guys. The top story today, this uh, horrible, horrible attack uh, where children and worshipers, 50, are feared dead at this attack at a church on Sunday in Nigeria. And, of course, this comes after the Biden administration had taken off Nigeria off the world watch list um, as far as a state with heavy persecution. Um, And that's gotten a lot of criticism and people are wondering, hey, what is going on here? Because we see an attack like this and it's been ramping up in recent uh, weeks and days in Nigeria. We also had a Muslim mob stoned a Christian woman to death. Bill, you reported on that story here just a couple days ago. And so... You have that, and then we get this attack where at least 50 people, many of them children, are feared dead. 
This was after gunmen shot at worshippers and detonated explosives at a church in southwestern Nigeria. This was on Sunday. The attackers came into this Catholic church uh, just as people started to gather for worship. Um, the bishop there said that the gunmen invaded the church while other gunmen outside also killed churchgoers who were fleeing. So they waited outside. They came in, scared them, running out, shoot them on their way out as well. Just horrific, horrific scene. Uh, a priest was reportedly abducted in the chaos. And the, again, the numbers are saying around 50 at this point are feared to be dead. The governor tweeted out that the assailants, quote, will be hunted down and they will pay for their crimes. St. Francis Catholic Church said that I'm deeply saddened um, by the unprovoked attack and killing of innocent people. Um, and uh, they also said the vile and satanic attack is calculated, uh, a calculated assault on the peace-loving people uh, who have enjoyed relative peace over the years. So uh, Pope Francis offered his condolences as well to the victims and their family members. They had a statement there that said the Pope has learned of the attack on the church in Nigeria and the deaths of the dozens of worshipers. While the details are being clarified, Pope Francis prays for the victims in the country painfully affected at the time of celebration uh, and entrust them both to the Lord so that he may send his spirit to console them. So um, as I mentioned here, this, this is an ongoing in, in the latest string of attacks here in Nigeria, which CBN News and Faithwire have covered, including Islamic State releasing a video last month claiming to show the murders of some 20 Christians in northeast Nigeria's Borno state. Back in March, Fulani herdsmen reportedly killed 50 Christians and abducted a Catholic priest uh, in Kaduna State. And Islamic terrorists are suspected of killing 32 Christians and two soldiers in the town of Kagoro back on March 20th. And so, open doors, they list Nigeria as number seven of the countries in the world where it is most difficult to be a Christian. So, obviously, guys, um, why does it matter? Well, uh, you know, as Christians, you know, when we see fellow Christians under attack and the persecution around the world is nothing like we can possibly imagine here in America. And you see these sorts of attacks and it just it's just heartbreaking. And so our, our prayers go out to our brothers and sisters in Christ over there who have been impacted by these Nigerian radicals who seem just bent on attacking and killing and uh, persecuting these Christians. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you look at this trajectory of these incidents, you know, we talked about the stoning, these horrific events, it's really sad that it takes this level of violence and hatred and horror for the world to pay attention, right? Yeah. I mean, the, these are things that, that have been going on for a long time, and as you were stating, you know, one of the weirdest things about this is that Nigeria is a country, as we've talked about on the podcast, that has, it's almost like the future of Christianity, that Christianity is raging in so many parts of the country. Yeah. And yet in the North, you have this dynamic. Um, but you know, it's troubling that the government would remove, obviously it was added for a reason, right? It's troubling that they would remove it without a real definitive reason. And I think that's why you're seeing so many people speak out on this, you know, Open Doors USA. We've interviewed, uh, as you mentioned, we've also talked with others at Christian Solidarity International, and they're all saying the same thing. They're bewildered 
by that removal. And so that's the political side of it. But the human side of it, as you were saying, Dan, that I think is so essential to just, you know, we can't reiterate this enough that we talk a lot about our persecution here, but, and, and I'm not discounting that there are issues here, but this is what real Christian persecution looks like and has been experienced historically, you know, throughout the church. And it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, you know, with our comfortability here in the West and and the blessing that we've had to share our faith very openly, uh, despite some issues that you've alluded to, Billy, um, it, it's still difficult to watch the physical violence and the persecution taking place in other countries and to imagine that somewhere in the world that's still in 2022, that still is okay and is still happening and uh, you know, it, it, there's the potential that your life could be taken um, simply for what you believe. You know, it's it's we know it on paper, but it's hard to to see it actually unfold. Um, so it's important to bring these stories to light, just to talk about them and to to raise awareness about the fact that even though we haven't experienced it, we haven't had to deal with that uh, at our front door. Um, it's happening to our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. And if it happens to one part of the body, it's happened to the body as a mm-hmm. whole. Yeah. Um, so it's important for us as believers to be aware and to help share that burden with them. Indeed. So, all right. Story number two. Uh, so a lawmaker in Texas, a state lawmaker, Brian Slayton, uh, has announced plans this week to introduce legislation to protect children from being exposed to drag queen shows. Uh, that proposal follows disturbing footage showing children present at a Dallas drag event uh, that was advertised as, quote, fit for guests of all ages. Uh, of course, video of that concerning show has since circulated all over social media. We've covered it uh, at CBN News and Faithwire, and we've talked about this kind of stuff. Uh, this trend is continuing to escalate, uh, and this is just the latest and possibly most disturbing recent example uh, of what's been going on. So an Eventbrite description for the show, which has since it's over now. So the, uh, the, the event page has been, has been closed down, but the description uh, build the event as quote, the ultimate family friendly pride experience and a family friendly spin off of our famed champagne drag brunch. Uh, with our resident DJ Charlie Fresh playing some of your favorite hits while host Nicole O'Hara Monroe brings together some of the best drag entertainers around. Uh, So Slayton described the heavily criticized show as horrifying and called it part of, quote, a disturbing trend. He wrote in a statement, the events of this past weekend were horrifying and show a disturbing trend in which perverted adults are obsessed with sexualizing young children. As a father of two young children, I would never take my kids to a drag show. And I know Texas House Speaker Dade Phelan and the rest of our Republican colleagues wouldn't either. Protecting our own children isn't enough, and our responsibility as lawmakers extends to the sexualization that is happening across Texas. He went on, I promised my voters that I would stand up for their values and fight to protect Texas kids. I was reelected on that promise, and I intend to keep it by authoring legislation to defend kids from being subjected to drag shows and other inappropriate events. I look forward to working with my colleagues to pass this important legislation. So the show, it took place at a bar in Dallas. Uh, it was you can watch some of the the footage online. It's very disturbing, very sexualized and sensual dances that these drag queens, which are you know men dressed as as women, were doing. And uh, there are signs all around the bar that were 
very sexually uh, provocative. So uh, certainly not a place for kids to be, uh, yet it was described and, and billed as an event that was safe and family friendly and, and great for kids of all ages. Uh, so he wasn't met with the support you might expect from Democrats. He did receive support from Republicans, uh, but uh, state uh, representative Jessica Gonzalez, a Democrat in Texas, and also the vice chair of the Texas House LGBTQ plus caucus, rebuked Slayton for going after this issue for attempting to protect kids when he should be working to pass gun control, she said. So this isn't about protecting children. It's about further centering the LGBTQ plus community and taking more rights away from parents. Let's actually protect children by passing common sense gun control. Well, one, obviously, you, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, so he mm-hmm. could probably be considering two things at once. Uh, but also, she's just coming at this from a fundamentally different uh, perspective as Christians, we know that, that that this is not a good place for kids, uh, and it teaches sexuality that's, of course, out of line with, with Scripture. And even a reporter uh, for NBC Los Angeles, uh, who we presume are supposed to be objective, uh, chimed in on Slayton's proposal and said, it's sad that this is an apparent priority in a state where 19 children were just murdered. Um, obviously, it was referring to the, the horrific uh, attack in, in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary School uh, in, in his tweet. So, But the promotion of transgenderism, particularly with kids, is, is nothing new. We've talked about this so many times. Uh, even Mattel, CBN News has a, a story on this right now, the the maker of, of Barbie. Uh, they're releasing a new doll, this time of a transgender actor who's male but identifies as female. So it seems like more and more schools, we've talked about public schools doing this, this event, uh, toy companies, uh, all these brands, more and more are targeting not just transgender, the transgender issue, but gearing it toward children. Uh, it's becoming increasingly uh, a, a bigger and bigger issue. So I think it's important to highlight. And that's why that's why this matters is because as parents uh, or, or anybody in, in a family who's got young children present, you need to be aware of what they might be encountering uh, and also, you know, equip them with the tools spiritually to navigate this because uh, ultimately, whether you want them to or not, they're going to be exposed to some of the sexuality. It's just inevitable. Uh, so as Christians, we ought to be you know, giving our kids and our family members, our loved ones, the tools to navigate navigate this biblically. I think we're seeing the kind of the the consequence of worldviews and how it's being played out to its logical ends. If you recall an abortion and the abortion debate, uh, it, it used to be safe, legal and rare. And that was the mantra. And I think but the but the reality of that worldview is when you were on the pro-abortion side was that that didn't make sense. That sort of conflicted. Why would you want it rare? if you were okay with them doing that like it, it doesn't make a lot of sense you know there's there's a negative connotation there if you want it rare so now we've seen them move away from that as the realization happens oh wait a minute that's contradictory perhaps we need to be consistent and celebrate this and say hey any choice is a good choice so we've seen that play out now we've been told that the slippery slope oh it's just you know you can't compare these other relationships, these LGBTQ relationships, the transgender stuff, the drag queen stuff. Oh, don't worry about the kids. That's just, that's totally a different issue. We're not pedophiles, et cetera, et cetera. And so there were warnings about that out there very plainly to see. And then now uh, you see if you put no restraints on kids for choosing their own gender, 
And you can say, well, a kid can choose what they are at six years old. They know what they are. Well, now you have to follow that logically, similarly to the abortion argument. Now you have, you've boxed yourself into this corner where these kids can do whatever they want. Well, guess what? Now these kids can make their own sexual choices as well. So you've opened this Pandora's box and there's just, you've opened this door wide open and now the real extreme elements are going right on through that and you've given yourself no basis to say it's wrong. And so that's just my take on what I think is part of what we're seeing going on right now with all these, it's not just one or two crazy people, by the way, doing a kid's drag show. Like they're popping up everywhere. The libs of TikTok account, others are, citing this stuff guys and I mean, it's everywhere it's not just one kooky library it's it's all over the place so um yeah so that would be my take I, I just think we're seeing the logical outcome of their worldview I second everything you said and I want to add that there's been a really consistent pattern among secularists and people on the left of claiming that any claim of media bias or university bias or Hollywood bias or any of the things plainly happening in front of our eyes mm -hmm. that when we talk about those things we're crazy it's not happening <laughs> same thing happened with libs of TikTok right yeah um, she's being doxxed they're going after her and the claim is that somehow she's some hateful person conjuring up things that aren't really happening right. when meanwhile, they're happening. Yeah. And I mean, it's just insane to me. And it underscores the need for Christians to speak out in truth and in love, mm -hmm. right? You don't want to be crazy going after, but we have to be open to talking about these things because how do you get here? This did not happen overnight. I feel like the spigot has been turned on and it's happening a lot faster, but it happened because we were all quiet or afraid or not handling it properly when we were talking about it. So to me, this feels like, now we're talking about children, and I think for a lot of people in this country, even people who are not Christians, when it comes to children, there's a realization that we have to do something and we have to act and we cannot allow this sort of thing to go on. So um, hopefully people wake up because if we don't, I mean, I, I don't know. Apparently there's going to be a drag show at every corner <laughs> at this point. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's absolutely it's crazy. Insane. And I think in addition to just speaking out, Billy, I think, I think you're seeing an element of people now, and I see this a lot, of... Like you said, just people that wouldn't maybe align politically, but they're just saying enough is enough. When do we stand up and say no more? Not even just let's let's chit chat about this. I think you're seeing a, a certain element of people saying, uh, no, we have to say you've crossed the line here way over the line. And I think you're right, Billy. I think with the kids, it's that's I think that's going to be a galvanizing factor for a lot of people. How do you negotiate with this? I mean, no, like that's no, the, right. it's really hard to come up with a, you know, a middle ground on not sexualizing children. <laughs> right, right, right. But you they know. try. But you always see the extreme sort of come out like the, the you know, to take advantage of sort of the these language games that are played like the maps, the minor attracted persons like, you know, and then when there was police reform, all of a sudden we started hearing about abolishing the police. You're like, what? Like these extreme elements come in and just sort of take over and. uh yeah, there's, there's no negotiating with those extreme views, not even a little. Don't be conspiratorial. This is the last thing I'll say. <laughs> but don't don't embrace the idea that it's not happening. Yeah, right. 100%. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So 
That brings us into our last story. And this one is is heartbreaking. You know, we've talked a lot about, obviously, the shooting. Uh, but this was this is a pastor. His name's Gilbert Lamones. He was a preacher. He is a preacher at a small church, very close to the school. But he also works at the funeral home across from Robb Elementary School, where the shooting happened. And so, long story short, haven't really heard from him until he preached on Sunday to his church. It was about an hour and a half sermon. Um, it's on their Facebook page. The Associated Press actually covered it, which was really interesting uh, because he spoke about his experience. He was the first person, um, him and another guy at the funeral home, they heard the car crash that came outside of the funeral home, went to go help him. They're walking toward the car, and then people start screaming he has a gun. They start to run. He's shooting at them, and the pastor said it was a miracle that he didn't get shot. He was 150 feet away from this kid, you know, mm. um, and he has subsequently, because he's both a pastor and he works at this funeral home, he has been preparing these children for burial. So he is like, pretty much every heartbreaking part of this scenario. He saw the whole thing happen. And then has been one of the people helping prepare for the funerals. And so now he gave this sermon, and that's the real reason we're talking about this today. Uh, and he talked about sin. A lot of the things we're talking about on the show today, you know, what is going on in our culture? He talked about the enemy and evil and how you have a choice. Everybody has a choice, whether they're going to go to heaven or hell when they die. I um, mean, he talked about Adam and Eve and sin and how we all struggle with sin. Even Christians can't escape sin, obviously. Uh, and and so it was a really powerful sermon. One of his quotes, you know, when tragedies happen, all the enemy needs is a willing vessel. Um, he said the devil is going to do everything he can to keep and disarm the church. And one of the things he was encouraging those in the congregation to do was to be present for the people who are hurting in that community right now. Um, it was a really moving point in the sermon where he talked about, he's like, look, I was the first person that he shot. I was 150 feet away from this man. It changed my life forever. And he said, so imagine if it changed my life forever, what that means for those kids who were inside and saw that, that their lives are changed forever and that they have to deal with something that only adults would normally have to deal with. And at one point he held up his Bible and he said, church, you are armed by this. And, and people cheered. It was a really you know, powerful moment mm -hmm. in that sermon. Um, he talked about praying for our leaders. He's like, look, you, even if you don't agree with the leaders, our leaders right now need prayer. They need prayer to be able to navigate this and get through it. He also talked about accountability for the shooter. He said, you don't think that the shooter's having to speak to our father about what he did? So a lot of really powerful moments. We have the video over on Faithwire and, you know, just encouraging people to continue to pray for that community. And, you know, I think it's important to hear these stories of the people who went through these things. This is a pastor who's dealing with the unimaginable and helping a community navigate that. So I wanted to share that today. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, you know, for Christians, we're not all going to go through a mass shooting, but we are going to go through some various trial in our life. And I think, we have to be prepared, as the Bible says, to give an account for why we have hope, why we can keep putting one foot in front of the other, and that is the gospel message. And so in these times of inexplicable tragedy and evil and wickedness, you have to be ready to be able to explain. You don't know when your opportunity is going to come to speak to somebody who may be going through something, and you can explain the goodness of God in that situation. And that's because that's a lot of times when people will say, well, there, here's bad things happening. And so therefore, God exists. Why, why isn't my life fluffy and happy? And uh, that's just a view that people have. So we have to be ready because, as the pastor said, we're armed with the word of God. And it will 
withstand all of these trials and tribulations if we lean on. So, uh, so just a reminder there that we we've got to be ready. We've got to be with an account, and it's it's particularly for times like this when it's the most powerful. Yeah, and you know it's difficult to hold two ideas that are seemingly conflicting at the same right, which is that evil can exist and awful things can happen and God is still good. Right. Um, but it's important as believers for, to to acknowledge one, yeah, I get that. That is a very difficult thing. That's a very difficult thing to square in our in our uh, flawed way of thinking. Uh, but scripture answer for why evil exists and for why God is still sovereign and for why God has these things to happen. So I think just meeting people in their grief, uh, linked to what they're going through, acknowledging that what they're feeling is real and that it's understandable, uh, and then pointing them to the hope of the gospel. Uh, I think there's no greater task that we could have uh, in the wake of, uh, of tragedies like these uh, because people are looking for hope uh, and we have hope. So it would be cruel to withhold it from people. Um, so, you know, I commend that pastor for, mm. for speaking out because he's going through his own grief process too. Uh, and that's, it's difficult whether you're a pastor, a lay person, whatever, you know, just because they're a pastor doesn't make it easy. Uh, it's still really difficult for, for him to walk through this process, but, um, kudos to him for, for following God's call and, and being an example, going first, uh, and meeting these people in this community in, in a really, really dark time. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode of the podcast today, guys. Uh, I just want to, again, remind everyone, as I did at the top, this podcast, we're rebranding, we're expanding, and uh, it'll be called Quick Start going forward. We'll have deep dives. We'll have a whole bunch more extra reporting from Madison Seals, John Stolness, and the CBN news team, uh, in addition to Billy, Trey, and myself. So looking forward to that. That's happening uh, later this week and then officially on Monday. So um, be on the lookout for that. And also head on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. And Lord willing... And that creek don't rise. We shall be back here tomorrow with more. God bless. See you then. <laughs>